Right now, you may be under the influence of a powerful spiritual connection called a soul contract, or you may have many soul contracts in place in your life right now, affecting you both positively and negatively. But what the heck are soul contracts and how do they affect us? In this video, you'll learn what a soul contract is and the two most common types of contracts. Then we'll go into how to find out which type of soul contract is operating in your life right now. Then whether we can break a soul contract if we want to. And then I'm going to share my four step simple process that's going to help you work through a soul contract quickly. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. That intro that you just saw is for my premium coaching program, Heart Alchemy, which opens its enrollment doors on February 1st. Heart Alchemy is an eight-week program that contains my most in-depth videos, tools, and practices that I share nowhere else. Aside from having weekly video modules with customized tools that you can follow along, Heart Alchemy is also the only place where I do live group coaching and healing sessions where we connect together and get to some major breakthroughs. If you're ready to work with me on a deeper level, accelerate your spiritual awakening, and get to some core healing, make sure to check out the Heart Alchemy page and sign up for the email list so you can get notified as soon as the enrollment window opens. I only open Heart Alchemy once a year, so if you want to be part of the 2022 class, I can't wait to see you there. On to part one of the video, what are soul contracts? Okay, so there's a, a pretty two pretty common ways in which the, the term soul contract is used. We're going to focus on a couple of those ways here. We're going to majorly focus on one type of soul contract and one usage for that term. Uh, but I want to talk about two common usages for the term. So if you see this, this term soul contract in any other place, you kind of know that it can mean more than one thing. All right. So the first um, uh, way to talk about a soul contract, it's called a life contract. Okay. Now, this is what one of my favorite spiritual teachers, uh, Carolyn Mays, uh, talks about this. She calls it the sacred contract, right? This is the first type of soul contract. And this contract, this is literally a life contract. This is the plan that you've made for your current life before incarnation, okay? So this really, the, the meaning of soul contract in this context means that before you incarnated, there was sort of what's known as a conference. And so your soul came together with other souls, with guides, with spirit guides, and you came together and you formulated a plan for your life before incarnating into it. Okay. And that plan included some major life experiences that you wanted to go to through. It included some connections that you wanted to make with other souls. And so you, you had agreements. You you made agreements with those souls before incarnating, uh, places you were going to live, jobs you were going to have. The, this, is the, this is the view of the soul contract from this prism. 
You can call it sacred contract or life contract also. So this is basically looking at the soul contract as the overall plan that your soul had for this lifetime and that put in motion before you incarnated. Okay, so this is the first understanding of soul contract. I don't tend to use the term soul contract for this particular, uh, to, to talk about this particular life plan. Um, so I, but I just wanted to get this out of the way in case you wanted to kind of go deeper in this whole idea of sacred contract as Carolyn Mays talks about it. I really highly recommend her book, Sacred Contracts. Um, great book. You can go into that. You can read about it. It has, it talks about archetypes. And so you can go deeper on, um, kind of, uh, discovering what plan your soul had for your life before incarnating. Okay. So I recommend that book. I'm going to leave links in the description box below so you can, you know, buy that book for yourself and go into that topic if this is something that interests you. Okay. So this was the first understanding of the soul contract is using the term soul contract to also mean your life plan or your life contract. Okay. But now let's get on to the second usage of the term, which is really what I'm going to focus on for the rest of the video. It's really going to be about this second usage of the term soul contract, because to me, this is what's, what's most common. And it's the topic that I want to get into. Uh, it's a topic that really impacts people. And so this is the rest of the video is going to be about this second type of soul contract. Okay. So the second usage of the term soul contracts and what I use it uh, for, I use this term for this generally is um, what's called contracts with people. Okay. So that's really what the rest of this video is going to be focused on, not really on the whole life plan, but on the contracts that we have with other souls before we incarnate. And so we kind of have this agreement that we're going to cross paths when we're down here. That's really what I want to focus on for the rest of this video. So here's the definition of a soul contract from this perspective. Okay. So a soul contract is a significant soul evolving connection that I establish with someone down here on earth. Okay. So I, before I incarnate, I have these agreements with different souls that are going to incarnate around the same time as me, but it does, they don't have to be exactly the same age as me. But before we incarnate, we kind of have this agreement. We establish this agreement that we're going to cross paths down here for various, various evolutionary reasons. And the soul puts this in place because the soul knows that connections, human to human connections are the most uh, rich connections when it comes to the evolution of the soul and kind of really the expansion and, and growth of the soul. So it sets up a lot of these meetings. All right. And when it comes to these kinds of connections, I want to leave a little bit of a, of a side note here. Ding, ding. This, a soul contract in this context means that we can meet for a lifetime or we can meet for just a little while. Okay. So, so a soul contract doesn't have to be a lifelong thing. In fact, we're going to be talking about later on some soul contracts. You don't want to have uh, your whole life because you may get stuck in these things. Okay. Okay. So, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit for now. Let's just suffice it to say that some soul contracts come into our lives to be lifelong connections and other contracts are really meant to be temporary for us to clear things up. And then that soul contract disintegrates. Okay. But I wanted to leave this little side note here. 
So this is what I mean by a soul contract and, and what we're going to be spending the rest of the video talking about. When it comes to soul contracts, there's really three main reasons why the soul loves to establish soul contracts, um, agreements with other souls to cross paths down here. Uh, one of the ways is because it accelerates evolution of the soul. So when we meet face to face down here, connections with humans are the ones that can be, yes, the most challenging for us on many, many ways, but also the most rich connections when it comes to evolution and growth and the soul, uh, your soul energy is very growth driven. So the soul is always looking for ways to grow, for ways to evolve, for ways to expand its horizons. And so it picks these soul contracts with other souls and it establishes these agreements as a way to accelerate its evolution and growth. Okay. So that's one way one reason why the soul uh, establishes soul contracts. The second reason is to help with healing. This is really important. Okay. So sometimes the soul will use soul contracts, these agreements with other souls as a way to help heal things that were left unhealed from a past life. Okay. So let's say in a past life you exited with a major wound. Let's say you were heartbroken and you just weren't able to heal it in that past life. You died you went back to, to the spirit realm. And so the soul is always looking to clear up unfinished business. And so it can establish a soul contract with another soul down here that'll help heal that heartbreak in this lifetime. Okay. So healing is another reason why the soul will choose to establish soul contracts with other souls. And the third major reason why the soul chooses to establish soul contracts is to complete karmic cycles. This is really co common also. So let's say that you've spent lifetime after lifetime kind of in karmic loops where you do something and then you receive it. And when you do something to someone else, and then that person does something to you, these are called karmic loops and it's uh, karma just means action and reaction. So in some lifetimes, uh, let's give, let's give a concrete example. Let's say you killed someone and then you were killed by someone or you were violent to someone and then someone was violent to you. This creates a karmic loop that can continue to perpetuate until the karmic loop is broken. And a lot of times the soul can choose to establish soul contracts with certain souls very frequently with the very same souls that caused these issues in the past. So maybe you've been entangled in past lives and the soul will choose to have a soul contract with that same soul. So now you come down here on earth and the, the purpose is to resolve that karmic loop so that it doesn't keep repeating itself. Okay. So these are three common reasons why the soul chooses to establish soul contracts with others. Okay. Now that we know what a soul contract is and the main reasons why your soul establishes these contracts. Now let's get into a couple of different types of soul contracts that are most common down here. All right. The first one is, uh, what I call a positive or empowering soul contract. So this soul contract, the foundation of this type of soul contract is a resonance of love. Okay. So remember this. When you come face to face with this type of soul contract, this type of the, what's called the positive or empowering soul contract is one that has the basis of it is a resonance of love. Okay. This type of soul contract is energetically empowering, meaning that when you come face to face with that person, when you connect with them down here, 
That resonance of love is going to empower you. It's going to give you more energy. See, it's going to kind of elevate you. That's another That's another word that I like to use. Okay, so this type of soul contract, this is common uh, if you've heard of the term uh, soulmate or twin flames. These are significant soul connections that have the purpose of elevating you. They are very, very deeply loving connections. The foundation of this connection, the reason that you magnetize each other, you magnetize through the resonance of love. Now, I gave the example of a soulmate or a twin flame, but you don't even have to use these terms. It could be a sacred partner. So it could be a partner that you have that maybe you don't even want to use the term soulmate or twin flames because that's been used too much. Maybe you just want to use the term sacred partner. So it could be a sacred partner, but it doesn't have to be just romantic connections. You can have this this kind of positive, empowering soul contract with a family member. You can have it with a, a friend, with a best friend or a lifelong friend. Um, So there are different types of connections. They don't have to be romantic to fall into this category. But the point here is that the foundation of a positive and empowering soul contract is to elevate you energetically, and it has a foundation of a resonance of love, okay? Now, I want to leave a little side note here, okay? So ding, ding, side note, this is important. And the side note is that I'm not saying that just because this soul contract is called positive or empowering, that it's going to be easy and it's just going to be smelly roses and nothing else, (laughs) That's not true. So uh, an empowering or positive soul connection or soul contract can go through its difficulties and can go through its challenges. You can you can face challenges. I mean, we all know this, right? If anybody's been in a soulmate or twin flame connection or sacred partnership or even a deep friendship, you know it's not always roses, right? Like there are challenges, there are growth challenges, there may be difficulties, there may be difficult conversations. And so I want to leave this little side note that I'm not saying that a positive uh, soul contract is one where everything is going to be okay all the time, all right? But at the end of the day, this is what's important to remember, is that at the end of the day, even when you go through difficulties with an empowering soul connection, even though you go through challenges or difficulties, at the end of the day, this connection elevates you, and it's a connection that is based on the resonance of love. Never forget this. These are two really important things to remember. The connection elevates you energetically, and it's based on a resonance of love, all right? Super important to remember because later on, this is going to help you choose to see which soul contracts may be operating in your life right now, okay? So this is the positive or empowering soul connection. This one we generally talk about less because it gives us less problems (laughs) because at the end of the day, we work through the problems and because it is such a loving, um, uh, energetically elevating connection, there's rarely um, significant negative issues that happen here um, or painful or or things that cause suffering within these connections, okay? So um, that's the first one, empowering or positive soul contracts. Okay, so let's go a little bit deeper on what I mean by energetically elevating or energetically empowering, okay? This is really important so that you can start distinguishing the difference so you can feel what type of soul contract may be operating in your life. It's really important for you to know this, okay? So when I say energetically empowering or or a connection that energetically elevates you, really what I'm talking about is there are a few foundational aspects to this connection that never fall, okay? The first one is love. We already talked about that. So, So the basis of this connection is love. But then there are a couple of other things that are important, okay? One of them is mutual respect, 
Okay, so no matter what happens in the connection, no matter what difficulties, there's always a foundation of mutual respect. And another characteristic that I like talking about is, is this one, that, that they, uh, there's always, you always want the best for each other. Okay, so no matter what's going on in the connection, you always want the best for each other. Okay, so here are some characteristics of what it means to be energetically elevating. All right, so that means that this connection, this type of soul contract, in no way removes you of your power or your sovereignty, disempowers you or pushes you down. Okay, this is really important to distinguish. So I hope you can feel the difference between these two energies. It can have its difficulties. The positive or empowering soul contract can have its difficulties, but always from a foundation of mutual respect, wanting the best for each other, never disempowering, pushing someone down or removing them of their power and sovereignty. This is super important for you to remember. Now onto the second most common type of soul contract, and that is the negative or disempowering soul contract. Okay, so very different from the one above. Now this soul contract here, the, the agreement here, the, the energy that's magnetizing the two of us together is an energy that's based on wounding or karma. You see, very different from the other one where it was based, the magnetism was based on a resonance of love. Here, the magnetism is based on a wound or karma that's been left over, okay? So this is really important because, let me repeat this again, what attracts you together is your mutual wounding and your mutual karma, okay? Super, super important because now what's happening with this type of contract is that your souls have agreed to come together to solve things that were left unsolved in you, in you and the other person. Doesn't necessarily have to be that something that's unsolved between you from a past life. It could have been something that was unsolved, a wound that you had with another soul or whatever, but then you came into this life and you just had an agreement to kind of hash things out with this soul. But the point here is that now we're being drawn together through mutual wounding or karma. Okay. Now there's another term that maybe you have heard for this. Okay. So there's another common term that's used for this type of disempowering soul contract and it's called karmic connection. So have you ever heard that before? It's used a lot when it has to do with romantic relationships. There's this term karmic connection that can be used a lot. Okay. And I use that as a synonym of a negative or disempowering soul contract. It's the same thing really. And the, again, the basis here is the basis is I'm, we're attracting to each other based on wounding or karma. Now, what's interesting about this, and, and there's kind of a, there's actual biochemical changes that occur in you when you have these soul contracts. A lot of times, people initially don't realize that they are in a disempowering soul contract or a karmic connection because initially, in the initial phases of this connection, there's such a strong pull to each other that it mimics love. This is so important. Ding, ding, side note. The initial phases of a karmic connection or a negative soul contract, the initial draw will mimic love so that a lot of times the person believes and feels almost like they are deeply in love with that other person or there's a deep love bond between them, okay? And it's only later on as the connection starts to surface all kinds of painful things because these soul contracts will surface painful things. And it's only when the shit hits the fan, basically, 
that people will start to see clearly that that initial draw wasn't exactly what they thought it was, okay? So, so this contract is coming into your life because it gives you the possibility of healing a wound or completing a karmic cycle, okay? Now, notice what I just said there. I said the possibility, <laughs> and this is where things can get sticky because these connections, they draw together so quickly and very powerfully. They have a very strong magnetism that a lot of times what ends up happening is we can get stuck in these connections thinking that this is love and that this is the way that the connection is supposed to be. And sometimes we can stay stuck in karmic connections or negative soul contracts our whole lives without being able to get out of it. Okay. And that's why I'm using the word possibility because these negative soul contracts come in as a possibility to complete karma or as a possibility to heal, but it may not happen depending on the level of awareness. For a lot of people, they'll get stuck in these karmic connections lifetime after lifetime until they awaken and they, ha they have a different understanding of what's happening. And then once they have that different understanding of what's happening, first that they're in a karmic connection and what the purpose of that, of that negative soul contract is, that disempowering soul contract is, what the purpose of it is. Once they have that awareness, then they start working through it. And as they do that, that soul contract will disintegrate. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. But this is a little bit of, of a little bit of a deeper view on what a karmic connection or a negative soul contract is. Now, because this soul contract, the, the, the draw to that person is wounding or karma, as soon as you guys come together, what's going to end up happening is why I'm calling this a disempowering or a negative soul contract is because this type of contract, it will drain you of power and sovereignty. Okay. So it's built in within this connection because you're drawing to each other based on your wounding or karma, this type of connection will start to drain your power and your sovereignty very, very quickly. And that's why these connections can be so painful to get through. Um, and, and a lot of times why we can get stuck in them because we start losing our power and our sovereignty so quickly that we don't actually have the chi or the power. We may not feel like we have the chi or the power to get out of these connections. All right. But now let me give you a few more, um, characteristics like I did with the one before. Let me give you a few more characteristics of what it means to be in a negative soul contract. So aside from this soul contract coming to you through wounding or karma, there's, there's also three characteristics too, that I like to talk about. So you can feel the difference between the positive soul contract. So it's based on wounding or karma. So the attract, the initial attraction is not love. Um, it's, there's also a lack of respect. So there is a lack of respect between both people or from one person to the other. Uh, but there's within the connection, there's a lack of respect. It's very disempowering. So the connection pushes you down instead of empowering you, it disempowers you. Okay. So, um, the, these are some of the, these are three, um, three characteristics, not based on love, no mutual respect, and it drains you. It pushes you down. It disempowers you. Okay. And I'll give you an example. You know, if, if you've ever been in a, a romantic connection or any connection, really, this could be a friend connection too, where the person is just constantly criticizing you and constantly pushing you down, almost as if they don't want you to, to, to have a fulfilling life. They don't want you to succeed. So they just keep pushing you down in one way or another. This is an example of what a negative soul contract looks like. Now I want to leave an important note here. Okay. So important note, ding, ding. 
And that is that these types of negative or disempowering soul contracts, um, sometimes they'll come into your lives in the form of a, this is very common actually, in the form of someone in your biological family line. So this could be a really difficult parent, for example, that you can have one of these contracts with. Or it could be a boss or a coworker that comes into your life literally to make it, makes your life a living hell, okay? So it can be, it can be these types of connections. But what's most common for this type of karmic connection is really uh, a romantic connection, okay? That's the most common type. We'll usually fall into these uh, into these negative or karmic connections more uh, in romantic connections because those have the, they have the most intimacy, so they have the highest potential to transform things. But it's not always the case. So you can have a karmic connection with a family member, a coworker. You can have a karmic connection with anyone, really. But it's very, very common in romantic relationships. Now, frequently in these connections, in these negative soul contracts or disempowering soul contracts or karmic connections, whatever you want to call it, frequently in these types of connections, we lose our power so quickly that we'll start asking some basic questions. So see if this has ever happened to you, okay? So we'll, we'll lose our power so quickly that we'll actually start to ask ourselves, what has happened to me? Who have I become very, very common where we get to a point where we don't even know ourselves anymore because we've lost so much power in this connection, okay? So this is really important. Other aspects of this connection too that, that people talk about a lot, so this may help you identify whether you're in one of these connections, is they'll talk about this karmic connection or a negative soul contract. They'll talk about it as being very draining. It feels like a weight on their shoulders. It feels disempowering. You see these words that I'm giving you? A weight, very draining, very disempowering. You don't have this same feeling in a positive soul connection, okay, or a positive uh, soul contract. So hopefully this will give you a little bit of an understanding of, so you can start feeling whether you're in one type of soul connection or in another because they're going to have a little bit different procedures on how to work with them. On to part two of the video, which type of soul contract do you have? So we've gone through the two major types, so you know the differences between them. And the first way to spot which type of contract you're in is really through accessing your inner knowing, okay? Your inner knowing, your heart, your intuition knows what type of connection you are in, whether it's a karmic or negative connection or whether it's a positive empowering one. So that inner knowing is always available to you and it will always give you the answer to that question. But sometimes our inner knowing is a little blocked because we're stuck, especially if we're stuck in these negative uh, soul contracts, we'll be stuck in the mud a little bit and we won't have access to our intuition or our inner knowing as well. So I've put together some questions for you to journal that's going to help you kind of identify what soul contract you're under. Okay. So here's, here's some of those questions for you to journal about. The first one is, am I respected in this connection? Do I feel empowered or am I losing my power in this connection? Then number three, does this connection feel loving or does it, or, or what does it feel like? Okay. Number four, is this connection heavy? If so, how? Number five, am I loved in this connection? So work through these five questions slowly, journal about them, contemplate, ponder. Uh, the journaling will help you identify if you're still not clear on which types of connections are in your life now.
On to part three of the video, can we break out of a soul contract? <laughs> so I get this question a lot. People will ask me, they'll say, you know, if my soul signed this contract before coming in, coming down here to earth, if my soul established this contract with another soul, then can my human self get out of it? I get this question a lot. And the answer is yes, yes, you can. Your human self is really important. Now, I want to leave a little note here, and that is that usually when we're talking about how can I break out? of a contract, really what people are talking about is they're talking about the negative one. They're not talking about the positive one. Nobody really comes to me and says, how do I break out of a loving soulmate connection? Nobody wants to do that, right? Because they know they're in a loving connection that's a very empowering one. So usually when people ask this question, they're asking it because they're in a really painful, disempowering karmic connection and they want out somehow, okay? So really, it's not about breaking the contract in this circumstance. Really what this is about is about healing, okay? Once you heal, the contract itself will just dissolve. But even positive contracts can come to an end. So you can be in a loving uh, soulmate connection or a loving twin flame connection. You can be in a loving positive soul contract. And that contract can also come to an end because some of them are meant to be lifelong. Some of them are meant just to be temporary. So just because you're in a positive soul contract doesn't mean it'll never end. There are the soul contracts can end and they can dissolve whether they're positive or negative. Now, I know why people ask this question a lot, and it's usually because they're in some kind of karmic connection or some kind of negative soul contract, and they just don't know how to get out. They feel so powerless to get out, and so they actually feel stuck in that connection. So, but I wanted you to really remember that you're not feeling stuck in that connection because you're some kind of slave and you can't move out of it. That's not really the case. Your free will is really important. Usually we're stuck in these connections because these karmic loops keep repeating themselves and we're losing power and we're not aware that we need to do inner healing in this connection. And so they just keep perpetuating. All right. And that's an important note that I want to leave here. Okay. Ding, ding. Really important note. These soul contracts, yes, they're established by your soul. Yes, the soul is very, very powerful. But your human free will is absolutely crucial when it comes to soul contracts, especially negative ones, because your power of choice is everything. Your power of choice means that you may be able to heal something and the, the karmic connection dissolves, or you can stay in it perpetually. Your choice points are really, really important. Okay, so... Free will is absolutely crucial, but yes, you can exercise free will, human free will and choice, and you can break contracts or dissolve contracts or terminate contracts while you're down here on earth. If I'm in a negative soul contract with someone or in a karmic connection, and I start to work on the wounds that are being triggered by that very connection, which is the purpose of it anyways. So if I start to work on the wounds that are being triggered, I start to come more into my power. And as I come more into my power, that negative connection starts to dissolve all by itself. That's how you break out of this contract or that's how you dissolve this contract. Okay. So let me say this again. Once the purpose of a soul contract has been achieved, the connection will naturally dissolve. So remember this, don't forget this because this is going to be super, super important when it comes to when I'm talking about how we work through soul contracts, especially these negative ones, your free will and your ability to heal and work on yourself is crucial for getting out of these, uh, these negative soul contracts. On to part four of the video, how to work with soul contracts. So mostly for this part of the video, I'm going to be talking about negative soul contracts because positive soul contracts, they flow a lot better. 
better. Okay, so when you're working through a positive soul contract, you really just, this really flows naturally. There's a different type of energy when you're in these connections. And so even if there are moments of challenges in these connections, you just know mutually both know that this is a growth opportunity and you keep that foundation of self-respect, of love and empowerment. And so you kind of, you, you go through these, these instances really well. And sometimes, you know, you can have a positive soul connection. Like I talked about before, you can have a positive soul contract and that can disintegrate on its own. And that's okay. Sometimes we're with soulmates and then we break up and it's not because they were negative connections. It was just because they had their timetable. They weren't meant to be lifelong. Okay. So the fact that a, that a positive soul contract may come to an end doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. It could actually be programmed to be that way also. Okay. So, but the positive soul contracts, there's less to talk about because we don't tend to get stuck in these ones and these ones don't cause endless suffering in our lives. Okay. So what I do want to focus on now is how to work through a negative soul contract because those are the ones that are most problematic in our lives. When it comes to the negative contracts, we really have to be very aware because if we, we can frequently get stuck in these connections because those wounds, that trauma bonding can really kick up some wounds and we can end up just perpetuating these karmic cycles endlessly and not getting out of it and thinking that that's what we deserve. Okay. So our conscious awareness that we're in these types of connections and what they are meant to do. Remember a negative or karmic connection comes into your life to trigger major wounds for you to heal or to complete a karmic cycle that was incomplete from a past life. Okay. Now I'm going to share with you a really simple four-step process. I want you to follow this process one at a time. Okay. So don't bounce around the steps, uh, follow them in order because the order of the steps I'm going to share with you are really important. Okay. Now let's get into these four steps to help you work through this negative soul contract. The first step is acknowledgement. Okay. So acknowledgement means that I have the courage to see and be aware and admit to myself that I'm in a negative soul contract or a karmic connection. You'd be surprised of how difficult this is sometimes for people. I've worked with so many people. And sometimes when we're working through karmic connections, it, this first step isn't easy because the person can be so stuck in the wounding and so stuck in the trauma bonding or the codependency that these, uh, that these connections sometimes establish that they're so enmeshed in that, that they're actually calling that love. And so sometimes it's hard for the person to admit that they're in a karmic connection or they're in a negative soul contract. But this acknowledgement is super important because you can't start the healing process until you admit that you're in a negative soul contract or a karmic connection. Now onto step number two, so important, and that's the inner healing aspect. Okay. So once we know that we're in a negative soul contract or a karmic connection, once we acknowledge that now it's time to go into the healing because that's the reason that that soul contract, um, is established itself in the first place is because you have healing or you have a karmic cycle to complete. So you're going to pay attention to what that connection triggers in you. So if the connection brings you down, you're going to heal the belief that you're weak. If the connection, if the person is constantly disempowering you and saying, you're not a good person and you're this and that and the other, you have to heal within yourself, your own self image that believes you're not a good person. You see? 
So you're going to pay attention to all of the things that this connection is triggering in you, and you are going to heal those things in yourself. As you are healing every little aspect, you're going to start to come more and more and more into your power. Your energy is going to ascend, and then the purpose of the karmic connection will start to disappear from your life. And this step two, I would really say that this is this is an inner job, okay? So the, another way of saying this is that this step two, this is the area of feminine energy, very inwardly focused, very, the, the feminine energy is the energy that's inwardly focused. This is an inside job. It's me and myself healing the things that this connection has triggered in me, all right? So this is a very inwardly focused step. But now, once we get through this inwardly focused step, we're not going to stay here perpetually, okay? So we're going to need to move on to step number three. But this second step of internalizing what that connection is there to show you about yourself, what it's triggering you and, and what you need to heal, that needs to be addressed first. And that's an inward job, very feminine focused. Um, so you can use a journal, you can meditate, really contemplate, but go inward to really understand what this connection is doing and heal those aspects. Now on to step number three, and that's outer healing. So sometimes people don't get to this step because a lot of times what happens is people will say to me, oh, I'm in a karmic connection and I'm doing all this work and I'm doing all this work, but nothing's really changing, you see? And what they're doing here is that they are so stuck in that karmic connection or that negative soul contract that they're forgetting an important aspect, which is the outer uh, part of it. it. There isn't just an inner part, there's got to be an outer part. That is the area of the masculine energy because this requires action, okay? You cannot terminate a soul contract, a ne negative soul contract without action, without the, uh, the masculine energy. Also, feminine and masculine energy need to work, okay? So if you find yourself in a karmic connection and you start to do the healing, now it's time to act, meaning that now it's time to start taking real life actions to remove yourself from the situation that you're in, remove yourself from the connection that you're in. This is really important. And without this action step, you're never going to terminate the soul contract because it requires this piece of action, this feminine energy. This is a really a training of your third chakra coming into your power and your sovereignty to a point where you're, where you say this is finished. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for this contract, but this contract is terminated. You see, that's a really important part of the, of the process, coming to a place of this step three where outer action is required. Now, I know just how hard this step can be for a lot of people, especially if you're really enmeshed in this connection and, you know, you've been confusing it with love for a really long time. It can be hard to come out of this of this type of connection. OK, so I'm going to give you uh, a little bit of a pro tip here on how to work with this. All right. So ding, ding, pro tip. The more that you, the better that you do step number two, which is the inner healing, the easier step number three is going to be, okay? So let me repeat that again. The more that you work on your inner healing and you get your energy, you start coming into your power, the easier this step number three is because then 
If you have that inner power, action is going to be really easy, okay? So the pro tip here is to really focus on that inner healing. Take your time in step number two, unless you're in an unsafe situation. If you are in an unsafe situation, get the hell out of there. So that doesn't apply to this. I'm talking about negative soul contracts where there's no violence or any kind of uh, of red flags having to do with your personal safety. That's a whole other a whole other category here. So do your inner work, and then the more that that healing completes, the easier it's going to be for you to act and uh, leave the connection. And for a lot of people initially, when they're doing these steps, they think it's going to be really difficult, but I've worked with so many people who have told me that as they do the inner work, as they focus on that step two and they work, they start working on their inner healing, their energy comes up to such a point where that connection, that karmic connection or that negative soul contract, it becomes bored. (laughs) They are so bored in the connection. It means that the connection has lost its charge. If it has lost its charge, it's done what it was supposed to do. And so then people will say to me, you know, I'm just, just bored as heck at the end of that soul contract and, and leaving it was a lot easier. So if you find your yourself becoming bored in the connection, that means that the healing is complete. You're, you're ready to go. <laughs> Step number four, and the last one is this in this process is cord cutting. Okay. So cord cutting means that when we're in connection with other human beings, uh, especially intimate connections, we start to establish energy cords with them. Okay. We have energy cords with them. When that connection terminates, when we terminate our soul contract, it's really important for us to do that that spirit that more spiritual cord cutting aspect so that we clear our energy of any entanglements that we've had with uh, with that negative soul contract okay so this cord cutting it could be something as simple as you just standing closing your eyes and just you know imagining a sword cutting through and just cutting any type of energy attachments that you have with the other person but I'm actually going to share a prayer or a mantra here with you that you could repeat in ceremony maybe you can light some candles candles, have some Palo Santo or some sacred smoke to clear your space. And I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over again. So you can really, really make this kind of final, finalize this connection in a clean way. Okay. So, so here's, um, here's the mantra for you. I terminate this soul contract in all directions of time and release it with love. I love this mantra. You're going to repeat this multiple, multiple times, and it's going to, you're going to release the connection with love, no hatred, nothing like that. You're going to release the connection with love because it has brought you its purpose, which was really to help you heal or to complete a karmic cycle. And that's really, really a blessing for you. Now, let me leave a little side note here. So side note, ding, ding. A lot of times people will try to do this cord cutting ceremony while they're still in the connection. You see, so that's why I was saying to do these steps in order, because that's really important. If you try to do cord cutting while you're in the connection, and a lot of times people will be sneaky because they'll be doing the cord cutting while they're still in the connection because they're afraid of leaving it. They're afraid of breaking the pattern. They're afraid of going out into the unknown. And so they just stay there and they try to do only the internal stuff and the cord cutting, but they still stay in the connection. They're not doing step number three, which is taking action. If you, if you cut cords when you're still in the connection, it may work temporarily, but it's only going to be temporary because you're still choosing, you're using your free will and you're choosing to stay in those connections. And that means that the cord, the energy cords will reestablish themselves again. Okay. So that's why I left this here as step number four, make sure you follow this in order and don't get sneaky and start doing your cord cutting, um, kind of as a substitute for leaving the connection or terminating the contract, because that's not how it works. 
Now, if you want to go deeper on in the concept of karma, because I know we talked a lot about karmic connections. I use the I use the term karmic connections interchangeably here with negative soul contracts. If you want to go into what karma is and how it really affects your lives so that you can understand this type of connection even better, I shot a whole video on that and I'll leave links in the description box below so you can watch after this one. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below, what type of soul contracts do you have operating in your life right now? I want to hear all about it in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free guided meditations. And don't forget this video that I recommended on karma. That'll be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for me. I love you. I'm out.